Hello and welcome to the podcast According to Sci Faith, where we discuss topics revolving around the compatibility of science and faith. I'm Josua Göcking and you're listening to According to Sci Faith. Episode 61 Multiverse, Hidden Variables or Random Chance. This is uh, uh, an article I wrote for the uh, for the Studio, Studium Integrale Journal uh, from the Studiengemeinschaft Wort und Wissen, uh, which is a um, society in Germany who where we um, uh, argue about science and faith and how a biblical worldview can still be in line with scientific findings and also where scientific findings uh, deviate from the faith. We discuss it. We discuss uh, how we can interpret these results in such a way that uh, science is, is still in in agreement with uh, the statements of the Bible. So it's uh, pretty interesting discussions, pretty interesting things, mainly focused, of course, on uh, evolution and creationistic theories. Uh, but there's also space for uh, physics. And this is the part where I engage with them. And I w was able to write an article about uh, my findings or about what I uh, have become to know uh, in physics and also to uh, what I specifically what I talk about in my book, Sci Faith, the compatibility of science and faith, about theories and worldviews. And I, I was allowed to write an article there. And this was released last year in May. And uh, by now I was also able to translate it into English. And it is now available on my blog. So yeah, there you can read the whole article in English. And today, in, in this episode, I will not read through the whole article, but I will read through the abstract and will shortly discuss the ideas that are behind it so that you get an idea of what the article is about. And I really encourage you afterwards to open it up after you listen to this episode, open it up the article and read it completely through because then you really get to grasp the whole con uh, content, the whole ideas and I think it's really encouraging especially as as, as a reader who um, tries to uh, ma maneuver the topic of science and faith and how they can be uh, compatible and this is all as you might have already if you're familiar with some of my content you notice that that I always put this in relation to quantum mechanics because there you really can see this play out so let's go through this abstract and I, I will uh, every one or two sentences or every paragraph I will make make a short stop and discuss uh, what this is about, say more to it and explain a little bit of, of, of what, what I, I mean by, by the sentences I made. So let's start. The double slit experiment shows that quantum objects have both wave and particle properties, wave-particle duality. So this is um, the main thing of quantum mechanics that that it ha is ha has this um, weird feature that uh, particles or, or the quantum objects on a microscopic level seem to have both a wave nature and a particle nature. And this is really odd because wave and particles are really completely different concepts. In addition to the type of measurement, has an influence of on the outcome of the experiment measurement problem. So 
the type of the measurement you do has an influence on, on how the experiment, the outcome of the experiment will be, which is really odd because usually in science you say uh, what uh, say what I do or I'm the the as the observer I'm not related to the experiment. I'm not part of the experiment. I'm like an external observer, so it should not affect the experiment in an ideal way. And in quantum mechanics, this is not the case. Too. You, you have this measurement problem, which basically states that if, if you it, 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 that if you observe a state, then this will influence or affect the outcome of the experiment. Mathematically, the observations can be described using various approaches. For example, the Schrödinger picture, the Heisenberg picture, and the Feynman's, uh, and Feynman's path integral formulation. So this is from uh, mathematics. There are certain ways to describe this behavior. So if you have new um, phenomena in physics occurring, the first thing this, uh, physicists do is to try to describe it. And to describe it... Uh, They use math. So you, you can really, uh, often it is said, math is the language of physics. And this is really true. We formulate or we, we express something about physics uh, in mathematics, in mathematical language. Of course, if you hear listening, uh, a physicist talking, he does not only speak in equations. He also uses English or German or wherever you are. A language, if it's an international language, uh, society then then they use english so in in their papers they also write in always write in english but they also speak in equations and the physics itself is mostly or or completely formulated in equations and mathematical equations so it's really the language of science which i think you need to understand if you especially if you are in the that this is slightly distracting from the point but i think it's important to understand it that uh, if you are dealing with scientific facts with especially with physics and you don't look at any equations and only at the explanations or uh, at for for example in uh, explanations in popular science books and so on you always need to take this with a grain of salt because the real language physics is formulated in is maths and if you deviate from this by trying to explain the maths in English language or in another language, then there's also something you lose, some information that gets lost and then it can be, and it can happen that there is some knowledge lost and that you come to false conclusions if you only go from that. But okay, that's just a side note, just that you know that if you really want to grasp all of physics, you unfortunately for some people, you really have to grasp the maths behind it. Okay, but let's continue. Or, or uh, one more thing to this, uh, because what I, this sentence is actually saying that there are certain pictures uh, or certain mathematical descriptions of quantum mechanics. So what they did, uh, the first physicists who came or, uh, on, uh, who were introduced to quantum mechanics, they found a mathematical description of what actually goes on there. So by this, you have not really understood yet what... Um, what physically happens but you have a description of it in physics so you can say okay using this mathematical uh, formulation i can uh, describe what's happening physically and those uh, where the pictures they use the the, the schrodinger picture the heisenberg picture and then there's also feynman's path integral formulation so the schrodinger picture is um described later and uh, let me just say the pa Feynman path integral formulation is also very interesting uh, because it's also very um, 
Yeah, but I, I recommend you, you to read the article there. I shortly describe it and then uh, you, you can see what's the interesting part about it. I think I also did some podcast episodes or wrote some articles about it. But if you want to have more information for this, then just let me know. And then maybe I can produce a podcast episode specifically on that topic. All right, I think it's time for a short break. So before we continue, just make me let a, some short uh, announcements. Um, if you uh, want to know more about SciFave, I really encourage you to go to my website, sci-fave.de slash en. There you can find out more about this podcast, about my book and ab about my blog. So you can read my blog. All the articles are also now in English, so you can read all of them. Also the article, which I've described in the first episode. And you can also, learn more about my book which is now available in English so I really encourage you to get it as an ebook and, and read it because there really much about what we are talking about is really discussed in a, in a deeper way and you will understand I think a lot more of what I'm talking about if you really have grasped those concepts. Uh, also there is a new book out, my latest novel or my first novel also uh, Alien Thoughts. You can get it on, on Amazon as an ebook and I really encourage you to read it. It's really uh, exciting. I have gotten a lot of feedbacks. People really like it and so I re really hope you read it and also give it a five star rating because this always helps people to Uh, to know what a book is to to understand if it is something for them and really if you have the time I really ask you to write a review of it such that people really can know um, what a book is about know if it's something for them and so more reader readers can get aware of of this book and can get to enjoy it it also of course All, all this also supports me in my work also on this podcast. It gives me more flexibility produce, to do, produce new episodes. So I really am hoping for your support. Also, if you have ideas or requests or something that you want to have covered in this podcast, feel free to contact me at sci-fave.de slash en and then use the contact form. There you can also subscribe to the newsletter where you will get some uh, sp uh, special materials. So uh, newsletter in the newsletter, I write some of, of the thoughts that are usually not fit for blog posts, but still very interesting topics. So if you want to uh, get this or get news, what happens, happens at SciFave, what's new, what's up, then you will get the latest news, you will really get there and then I really encourage you to subscribe to my Substack. With that being said, let's continue to the episode. Okay, let's continue. According to the Schrödinger picture, the quantum objects are in a superposition of several states and are only fixed to one state by the measurement. So this is what the Schrödinger picture tells you. It it um, says that there are several every state that a particle or the quantum object can be in are uh, with some probability they are taken and. Uh, 
it, they are only fixed once you make a measurement. So before you make a measurement, you cannot say in which state the particle is. The probability with which they are measured in a given state can be determined from Schrodinger's wave equation. So this is the, the equation that is given. I think many of you may, might have heard of it, Schrodinger's wave equation or the Schrodinger equation, which uh, gives you this wave equation, which um, basically gives you the probability to find a particle in a specific say state. For example, to find a particle at a specific place at a certain time. And the Continuing, the interpretation of this equation is the subject, the subject of controversial debate and it has been shown that they can be interpreted in different ways. So as we said before, there we have, we have the mathematical description, there we also already have three, three descriptions, maybe there are more, but we know specifically of these three that can describe all of quantum mechanics mathematically and there's no controversial debate about which is the proper one because everyone knows okay you can use that one you can use that one and some fit better for this for uh, for one purpose and some fit better for another purpose for example in pure quantum mechanics you usually use the schrodinger or the heisenberg picture so usually it's the schrodinger picture the heisenberg picture or a combination of schrodinger and heisenberg picture is used usually if you have interactions in place and Once you go deeper down uh, the rabbit hole, so to speak, if once you go down to quantum field theory, uh, where you also put in rel relativistic effects, there at some place the Feynman path integral is pretty useful and there you uh, use also this approach. So it's just a matter of which is more convenient for solving the equations you want to solve. So there's no controversial debate about now this is the right or this is the wrong. It's just different uh, tools uh, that can be used for uh, and that are more convenient in one way or less convenient in another. But then, then there's a different point of interpreting these results. So really saying what does happen on a physical level. So you... you You move yourself away to some degree from the mathematical description and really try to understand on a philosophical level what happens on, on a subatomic level. What does it mean that I cannot say in which state a particle is unless I measure it? And before there is no way of telling, not only no way of measuring, so, but no way of telling. There's no consistent way of speaking of a particle in a certain state if it is not measured in that state. So this is there. There really uh, is controversial debate about what this means, and also what it means that I can only give a probability of finding a particle in a in a certain state. What does it mean that it is not determined? That it is not determined from its initial conditions in which state it will be. And there are certain interpretations, and in in the continuation of the article, I talk about this. So let's let's continue with the abstract. The most common is the Copenhagen interpretation, which state that nature behave, actually behaves in this way. The measurement problem therefore shows the limit of what science can describe. So this was the first interpretation people came up with, for example Heisenberg and Niels Bohr, and uh, they initially formulated it. And what it basically really says is, okay, this, this randomness, this uh, random... Uh, um, 
part of is a part of physics is just the way the world works it's just this way and uh, nature behaves this way and it shows us that there is a limit in science it's it's we cannot go beyond the limit of uh, of this um randomness of nature so to speak and this is very popular mostly due to the reason that you um not due to philosophical reasons many or most physicists i have met would disagree on a philosophical level and would say no that's not how i really deep down in myself think that nature works but it is uh, popular because it allows you to say okay let's close the topic nature behaves that way it doesn't uh, make any good to speculate around and around instead of solving the equations we ha we have at hand so it's 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 a pr pragmatic approach it's pragmatically saying okay we just say it is like that we cannot there we cannot prefer one interpretation over another because there's no way to scientifically uh, prove them at least now and uh, so so we just say we just use this Copenhagen interpretation and we can you continue uh, calculating so as one physicist uh, once said it uh, shut up and calculate so this is the idea behind it so stop thinking about all the philosophy behind it just calculate but then there are many other interpretations which if you talk to people what they think philosophical about this topic uh where they say no the Copenhagen interpretation I don't believe that where they go uh, more in these directions and there's for example or let's continue in the abstract there I name one of them uh, the De Broglie bohm theory assumes that uh, there are additional hidden variables that de determine the state of the particles these move on a pilot wave given by the Schrodinger equation so this is a pretty popular one general there's a whole class of hidden variable theories Albert Einstein was also one of those who who was who was really um think uh, thinking about these theories or who preferred those to uh, classical quantum mechanics and um there are many people who who are inclined to um believe these theories there's a problem with hidden variables theories because um uh, there are inequalities that have to be met if there are local hidden variables and bell a mathematician in the 60s could show that this um these inequalities need to be fulfilled and then it could be experimentally shown that these inequalities are not fulfilled in quantum mechanics so the hidden variables theories there is a they are very restricted in what they how they can be applied but the de broglie bohm theory is one that uh, that is formulated such that it does not run into these issues and therefore it is valid in that sense but still um it, it is uh yeah you need to assume that there are no lo local hidden variables which makes it a little bit harder to believe from some i guess and then there is also another very popular one so let's continue in the abstract in the many worlds theory every state is assumed after a measurement only not in the same universe Each measurement here requires the creation of many new worlds in which each of which one of the possibility possible states is assumed. So each of the possible states a particle or a quantum object can be in is obtained in this uh, interpretation which would be ridiculous if you only had one world because then every time you say i measure something you would would measure everything that 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 doesn't make sense and that is not what we experience so for this to make sense 
it needs to be that we measure one thing in this world, but all the other states are measured in different worlds. And there we have many worlds, that, that hence the name many worlds theory. So this leads us to ideas of a multiverse and all all, all, all this stuff where we, we say, okay, there are many, many worlds out there, worlds where I am a rich, famous guy and, and so on. So all, all, all this kind of stuff. And I think this is also one reason why it is really popular that, that oneself is is uh, or, or that, that there are many copies of our world where we have made, made completely different decisions and completely different outcomes and so on and so on. And um, I really discuss also the, the, the problems in, or in my side the problems, especially philosophically, with uh, this worldview and also what's behind it. Because uh, as you might have noticed, the Deprior Bone theory and also the many world th worlds theory, what they do is basically they use quantum mechanics to come back to a deterministic worldview where you don't have this um, this uh, deter indeterminism of quantum mechanics uh, meaning the fact that everything depends on, on probabilities that you can only give probabilities for a certain outcome and that nothing is determined by their initial conditions and with these alternative interpretations you you get this back you get uh, determinism back not in such a way that we can say uh, for foretell the future since we know the outcome of every measurement not in this way but in a general philosophical way that we know everything is determined although we cannot determine it ourselves But still, the philosophical com component of everything being determined is um, is pre preserved by this. And you can also see, if you look into the worldview of many who propose these theories, you can see that this is a worldview they hold on to, that they, uh, many of them also uh, believe, uh, for example, do not believe in free will, since they believe that... Um, that we are just material beings and that everything that happens is just uh, electrons and neurons firing in our heads and so on. And so everything that happens is completely determined. So if you make a decision for one thing or another thing, that's not your free will making this decision. It just appears to you this way. And actually it's just the way the world works and you are just part of a huge machine. And people who hold this worldview usually also prefer theory, deterministic theories or interpretations of quantum mechanics. Okay, with that, let's continue. Despite their differences, all these interpretations can conclusively explain the double slit experiment. So this is what all these interpretations have in common. They can all uh, all describe the data of quantum mechanics they can all make they make the same um the same statements the same uh, conclusions and so on and this is in one uh, this is the good thing and also the bad thing because it means they can all be true but it also means they cannot be false it, it, there, there is no way of verifying or falsifying which of them is true and which of them is stone true so we have to allow all of them and there's therefore a plentitude of interpretations of quantum mechanics that you can have so if you want to do this exercise you can just go to uh, for example wikipedia and uh, type in interpretations of quantum mechanics and there's a huge article with different kinds of interpretations and 
the list Wikipedia offers is not even complete, I think. So everyone can have their own interpretation of quantum mechanics. And if you look among scientists, many of them have. So there are multiple different interpretations and you cannot tell which one is right, which one is wrong unless you really find a mistake in one of those interpretations where it really contradicts the scientific data. But there are a plentitude of different interpretations for this that you can have and that you cannot rule out by scientific means. And this is also something in this article. So in this article, it's not so much about interpretations of quantum mechanics itself, but I use this as an analogy uh, for, for something greater or for something regarding theories in general. And this is in the last sentence of the abstract, I, I lead, to, lead to that. And there I, I say, similarly, many natural phenomena can also be explained by both naturalistic evolution as well as supernatural creation. So this is the statement that I make that I say, as you have these many different interpretations of quantum mechanics, uh, who are all different, who make all different statements, who even in their basic concept, in their basic philosophy can be completely different from deterministic to completely indeterministic. So in the same way that you have that, you can have for a general theory, like the theory of quantum mechanics, the theory of gravitation, the theory of also uh, not not physical uh, not, not physics theories but maybe biological theories like the theory of evolution uh, but if you want to go back to physics like the theory of the big bang and so on uh, you can have there you can have also uh, uh, different kinds of interpretations uh, the data is firm the data is uh, is fixed uh, Uh, as as far as their errors go, the, the data is fixed. But the interpretation of this data, there are different or alternate, can be an alternative interpretation that describe the same data in the same way, but yield different interpretations, different um, con philosophical contexts. And in this way, you can can describe, for example, it is it should be in principle possible to describe the findings of biology, the findings of fossils, and and uh, the, the the things you you the, it should be possible to describe them in terms of an evolutionary theory as science does today or or as, as is established in in science but it should also in the same way be possible to describe it uh, through theos, theories of supernatural creation or If we go back to the Big Bang, we can describe the Big Bang using the theories we have right now. With um, we will go into some of it in the in a later episode where we go uh, about um, the Big Bang and the expansion of the universe and then the inflation inflationary period and so on. We can t describe it in this way with its uh, 13 billion years of expansion and so on. We this can describe it in this way, but we can also find a description of it which is uh, more in a supernatural creational way, which also describes exactly the same data. So this was the abstract to the article I wrote. So if it catched your interest, I really recommend it to you. So go to scifave.substack.com and there you can read the article in full. 
So that's everything for today's episode. I hope you liked it and you enjoyed each part of it. If you want to get in touch with me or discuss a topic or want to give me some feedback, then feel free to contact me using the contact form at, on my website, sci-faith.de en. And there you can go to the contact tab and contact me. And uh, if you have any other things you or episodes you want to have covered there or topics you want to have covered, uh, feel free. Uh, to uh, contact me there also if you are not yet familiar with the format in which these, uh, pod this podcast is produced let me just briefly explain it to you so there are always is always at the beginning of a month or of, of, of a block there are is a, a big block of four episodes in in one thing it's kind of like a preview which i call it where you have the next four episodes all in one episode uh, together combined and this is for people who like to hear long form format podcasts who have a long way to work or something else where they can listen to a long episode and can then have a preview of the The next four episodes all at once or episodes all at once and are completely up to date from the beginning of the blog for those who like uh, their episodes shorter who prefer it if if they have one, a half an hour or even less of a, po a podcast episode for those there is every week afterwards will appear a podcast episode almost in that length and this way i can uh, publish every week a, a new podcast every episode and everyone uh, can have it his own way either once a month a long uh, chunk of um Uh, of uh, content or once a week a shorter uh, form format a podcast episode so i think that's the best way for everyone and also for me when i'm producing it Please also note that this is an independent podcast, which means that it is recorded, produced and marketed by me. So I really need your support in this. So if you like this podcast, then give it a five star rating. And if you have the time, even write a review to it. This just helps other listeners to uh, become aware of this podcast. And then people who might be interested in this content become can become aware of it. Also, if you have friends who you think would like this content, then recommend it. To them and share it with them also you can support me in other ways for example by reading my blog and uh, subscribing to my newsletter or even by reading my books uh, which you can uh, find on amazon for example there is um My latest novel out now is Alien Thoughts, which is pretty entertaining from the feedback that I gotten. And so it's also in some way related to science and faith. The topic of it is also in there. But of course, you can also read the book to this podcast, Sci Faith, The Compatibility of Science and Faith, which is also available in English since last year. Thank you for that. And now I wish you a wonderful day. And I'm looking forward for you to tune in again next time.